Sources tell the Daily Caller that Pelosi was trying to cover up what happened at the January 6th Capitol riots. Pelosi calls the sexual harassment allegations against Cuomo serious and credible, and I'm going to explain to you why we cannot give up on this country, why we cannot act like we've been defeated, and we need to be positive and move forward for the future. Now, before we get into this, please share this video. It's the only way that we can grow, and also there might be random ads playing throughout this podcast. Um, those help and support the show, so please bear with me. Now, let's get into this. Sources say that conversations Pelosi had with a sergeant at arms about National Guard presence factored into a blender of decision makings that led to a riot. So sources tell Daily Gawler that a for- the former sergeant of arms, Paul Ar- Irvine, is covering up for Nancy Pelosi, citing optics regarding the January 6th Capitol riots. So let's read of what was said and what these sources say, and then we'll break it down. So in the aftermath of January 6th Capitol, former Sergeant-in-Arms Paul Irving recalled to the House admin how previous decisions with Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi and her office factored into a blender of decision-making according to three sources with known knowledge of Irving's talks with the House admin. Pelosi's office had previously impressed upon Irvine that the National Guard was to remain off Capitol grounds. So, I mean, if this is true, you know, Pelosi saying, well, it was credible threats ahead of time. We knew this was going to whatever, you know, she it was it lends more weight to it being a setup. Irvine allegedly told House admin the discussions which centered around optics alleged occurring occurred in the months prior to January 6th riot during a time when development of federal resources for civil unrest was unpopular with the democrats with and many members of congress now it's weird how she cares about the optics of the national guard being on the grounds of the capitol when they literally like bust in like a giant <laughs> national guard army for the inauguration you know it, it's just it's crazy it's like oh now you care and you know the, the plan to uh, get the National Guard in there. There was a lot of National Guard in there by January 6th. Like, they were building up and preparing, but then there was just no National Guard on the Capitol grounds, which is very, very odd, very odd. The three sources who confirmed the decision to the Daily Caller did not, under the condition of unanimity, anonymously, citing the fear that putting a chill on further witness on how the security situation unfolded January 6th. The discussion, if accurate, raises questions as to what role Pelosi's office had in the security failures that resulted in the resignation of both Irvine and former Chief of Capitol Police, Stephen Sund. Pelosi's deputy, I mean, let's be real, the Democrats have a history of failure for security when it comes to government buildings. So in quotes, uh, the Pelosi Deputy Chief Staff Drew Hammond did not deny the allegations in the statement to the Daily Caller. The speaker's uh, the speaker's office had made it very publicly and repeatedly that her office was not consulted or con- contacted uh, concerning any re- request for the National Guard ahead of January six. That has been confirmed by the former Sergeant of Arms Irvine in a sworn testimony before the Senate committee. The speaker expects security professionals to make security decisions and to. Uh, and to brief, to to be briefed about those decisions, Ham, Hamill said, "It is our understanding that committee on House Administration ranking Republican member David was brief, was briefed in advance of January sixth about security preparedness, but took no action to address any security concerns that might uh, have had." He concluded. Um, Irvine testified that the first received a formal request from Sind to activate the National Guard after 2 p.m. on January 6th. Additionally, when Missouri Republican Senator uh, Josh Howley asked if he could 
if he had to run the request up the chain of command. Irvine replied no in a testimony before the Senate Homeland Security and Rules Committee. New York Times previously reported that the Speaker's office confirmed that the National Guard was approved around 1.43 p.m. Sun said that he sent a request for help from the National Guard to Irvine around uh, 1.09 p.m., according to CNN. Irving said that he contacted about the matter after 2 p.m., Access reported. Sources questioned how Irvine got the request after 2 p.m., but Pelosi approved the request at 1.43 p.m. If you believe Irvine's timeline that he testified under O2, how could he ask for permission from the speaker 20 minutes before he got the request, once so familiar with the caller? Also, if you believe the sworn testimony that had to run the request up the chain of command, why did speaker's office confirm he did just that? Uh, the source continued, okay. So, I mean, to, to make a long story short, there's a lot of inconsistencies, what, what was said and what was done and what was reported. Tons of inconsistencies. Now, I'm always the type to say they're Democrats or, and they're people, and people make mistakes, people say stupid things, and it could just be a case of they got their timelines messed up. I mean, we know the media isn't really the best at reporting. We know that Democrats aren't the best at uh, anything. So, <laughs> so it's entirely possible it's just a bunch of mistakes that were said when it comes to the timing and what was happening. But it's just as likely for the Democrats to be lying and <laughs> and to be nefarious. So... I mean, this is to me, it's still up in the air. It could go either way. Either way, it's tons of incompetence. And I don't think, uh, I think Pelosi should not be in office, clearly. So Pelosi calls the sexual harassment allegations against Cuomo serious and credible. Now, I believe that Pelosi and the Democrats want Cuomo out. And my theory is, one, because the Democrats are always fighting for power and knocking down, I guess, one of the leaders of the Democrat Party um, will create a power vacuum that everyone would just be trying to gobble up to take that position. Because the Democrats used all the forces and all the powers that be to make sure Cuomo looked like a hero when it came to handling COVID. They tried their best. They gave him a damn Emmy. They gave him round-the-clock positive coverage. They didn't. They they helped him even cover up the, what happened with the nursing home. But guess what? All of it has been exposed. The cover-up has been exposed. Cuomo's failures have been exposed. And now, credible sexual harassment allegations. So, what could the Democrats do to help fix this situation? Is to just make them go down in burning flames when it comes to the sexual harassment allegations. Get them out. Focus on the sexual harassment allegations. Don't focus on the lying and deception with the nursing homes. Don't focus on how the Democrats uh, propped him up to be a hero. Don't focus on the Emmys. Don't focus on the positive news coverage that this liar, this guy who led one of the literally the worst COVID responses in the entire country. Don't focus on that. Let's focus on the sexual harassment allegations and get him out and, and tar and feather him and make him go down with all the failures. Like they're just going to put all the failures of the Democrat Party onto him. That's my theory. Let me know if you guys agree with that. I mean, it only makes sense. So Speaker House Pelosi called the sexual harassment allegations against Democrat New York Governor Andrew Cuomo serious and credible and said there should be an independent investigation. Pelosi released a statement Monday saying there's no need to be due process uh, and, the, and the allegations deserve to be heard. The women who have come forward with serious and credible charges against Governor Cuomo deserve to be heard and treated with dignity. 
The independent investigation must have due process and respect for everyone involved, Pelosi said in the statement. Now, when you get Pelosi involved saying something like that, and that's when stuff gets done because the Democrats at the end of the day control and run everything. So Cuomo is done for. It's as simple as that. You know, when Republicans were calling for stuff like this, nothing gets done. But now that Pelosi is calling for it, it's game over. Two different former employees, Lindsey Ballman, uh, Charlotte Bennett, uh, have accused Cuomo of sexual harassment in the workplace. Cuomo apologized Sunday for anyone who misunderstood his levity and banter and uh, unwanted flirtation. Cuomo said... Uh, also said that un- uh, that he understands now that some of his interactions may have been insensitive or too personal and said, I acknowledge some of the things I have said and have been misinterpreted as unwanted flirtation, adding to the extent anyone felt that way. I'm truly sorry about that. A number of Democrats in Congress have also called for the investigation to Cuomo's alleged behavior, including many New York representatives. Now, it's crazy how they, you know, they care more about old sexual harassment allegations than they do about Cuomo killing literally thousands of homeless people and uh, not homeless, uh, nursing home people and covering up. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I, I just got better from COVID. That's why I sneezed and I cannot smell anything. That's right. I lost my sense of smell. Hope it comes back, but <laughs> sorry for sneezing. So um, obviously, yeah, that, I mean, as you can see, none of them are talking about, uh, they're not bringing up what happened with the nursing home they want it, they're going to want to keep it about the sexual harassment allegations and this goes back to how me too is a selective political tool selective political weapon where when the sexual harassment allegations can be used uh, to prom- to push an agenda from the democrats that need to be pushed uh, whenever it can, they will use it. Whenever it can't, they won't use it. So it's a very, it's selective enforcement. And that's everything with the Democrats. It's always selective enforcement. Can, is this going to help us? Yes or no? If it is, then they'll go with it. This is going to be one of the most important videos you'll ever see from me. Because this is important. This is important when it comes to saving this country, making sure elections are secured in the future, and red-pilling America. Because I'm seeing too many Republicans with this defeatist mentality where I'll make a post saying something good, something positive, that we're making advancements to protect our election, that we're making advancements when it comes to red-pilling Americans. And I'll make positive posts. And I'll see so many comments. And comments, these are the most liked comments, too. see so many comments saying, Oh, uh, the election was stolen. What does it matter if we red-pill people? Or... Oh, uh, the leftists are too far left. They're not going to flip. They're not going to ever be red-pilled. As soon as you have that mentality, as soon as you think that it is pointless trying to red people, as soon as you think it is pointless trying to win elections because they're all stolen, as soon as you have that mentality, we lose. You lose. You're not doing anything beneficial to helping America move forward into becoming right again. You're doing nothing beneficial to any type of movement to help America. What happens when you're down in the fourth? Do you huddle over and say, they're just too good, we're not going to beat them? Or do you get up and you, you fight stronger, you play better than you've ever played before in order to get that win? Now, yeah, I mean, I can't say this on the internet, but if our election was stolen, what do you do? Do you, do, you, do you bend over and cry yourself to sleep in the comments section because we lost? Or do you work every single day 
to make sure we make sure our election is eventually secured. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not a thing that's going to happen in a day. Georgia is requiring ID now for absentee voting. That's a big step in the right direction. And I believe Arizona got permission to look at the 2020 general election ballots. There, there are advancements being made. It may not happen overnight like what the Democrats do where they just put the stamp down and they sign whatever they want into law. It's tougher for us. It's harder for us. But as soon as you give up, it's when we lose. We need everybody collectively working together for a common goal. The only way we can save America, and you're hearing this from me right now, it's not by 20 people storming the Capitol building. It's not by yelling CNN sucks at Jim Acosta. It's not by spitting in the faces of Democrat politicians and leftists. We're not going to win back the country doing that. We're going to win back the country. By exposing their fake news, by exposing their hypocrisy, literally going one by one and red-pilling everyday Americans. I'm not talking about radical leftists on Twitter. They're radical leftists. Those are the people who we're fighting against. If we red-pill normal, everyday Americans, while at the same time simultaneously working every single day to make sure our elections are secured, we will win. We, we've experienced massive highs with Trump's presidency, and now we're experiencing massive lows with Biden. And this is the defining moment. Are you going to curl up, huddle in a corner, and just give up on life? Or are you going to stand back up and fight back 10 times harder to make sure we can save this country? Because if you're going to have that mentality of, it's all hope is lost, what are we going to do, the country's screwed, we're doomed. If you're going to have that mentality, then just get off my page right now. Because you're not, you're not helping anybody. You're making things worse. You're holding back other people who want to join into the movement to making sure America is saved. As soon as you give up, we lose. So if you're going to have that negative, defeatist mentality, go somewhere else. We don't want that here. When the, when the Democrats lost against Trump, many of them were defeatist. But guess what? Many of them, granted, they went the evil route. They did things evil. They did end up winning, regardless if it was stolen or not. They ended up winning because they went an evil route that they worked every day towards. We need to go the good route that we need to work every day towards because that's how we're going to save America. It's the only way we can do it. So if you're going to give up, then get the heck out of here. If you want to work like I'm working or every day we're trying to expose the left, every day we're trying to push politicians to protect our elections, if you want to be part of the true revolution, if you want to be part of saving America, then you can stay here and fight with me and, and join this movement. If you don't want to, then leave. I don't want to see your comments. I don't want to see your DMs. I don't want to see that negativity. It does not help anybody. It doesn't help anything. It actually makes things worse. So you can either contribute to the destruction of this country by doing nothing and complaining about things, just, just complaining, just sitting there and complaining, or are you going to work hard every single day to red pill people, expose the left, and make sure our elections are secured? You have two options. One is being proactive and one is being reactive. Be proactive. Thank you. If you enjoy what I say, go listen to my podcast, the Joey Saldino Show on all the podcast apps. Peace out.